What's up? Okay. Your connection is weird. Weird how? Sounds kind of crackly. My connection sounds crackly. It sounds like this is a recording that's on a, um, a record. Have you been tweaking around with your My settings. settings again? This isn't the voice of God. This is an old-time radio. Oh, what even happened to that thing? Damn. I don't know. I, that's 35 seconds. I'm going to stop and listen because right, na- now you have me worried. Thank you for listening to 2928. We are a semi-weekly podcast presented by two friends. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find us at 2928.digital, which is where you'll find our entire back catalog of episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at 2928.digital at gmail. You can follow us on your preferred socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Please tell a friend, and if you enjoy what you hear, take the time to rate and review. It helps us find new listeners. And once again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. sound good now right now for real perfect should we start with a clap and be yeah. pros about this shit yep three two one all right nice yep so what's good what is good uh it's like 88 here for the past week it's almost 90 every day so it's fuck that daylight saving times happen daylight savings time happened so uh mm-hmm. it's sunny until 7 30 at night it's fantastic mm-hmm. um maybe you belong there maybe i should never try and get you back eh, it's just nice to get some warm weather even though like I don't know. I, I'm more excited about being able to leave work when the sun's still out than anything. I hate That's, I hate yeah. watching the sun set from my office at like 4.30 and I'm still here for another two hours, you know? Yeah, that's the worst. It's, it's, it's so optimistic. Even though the sun sets like 10 minutes after I get home, it just – anything could happen between when I drive home and when I get home in, in that <laughs> regard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. What's uh, um, what's yeah. what's your ideal retirement situation? Are you are you where you want to be when you when you're done working? Like yeah. If you, so if you had no concerns, financial responsibilities, you were set with being able to live comfortably, not live extravagantly or anything. Mm-hmm. 
would you stay in Vermont or would you where, where does Lopez retire where does he go to when he's done working um I'm more or less like in my like really in my happy place I, I almost wonder if I'm gonna spoil myself living here where I do now and I'm gonna want something different in retirement but um you know because that that retired Lopez is a different person than you know 34 year old Lopez um it, it's different you know in terms of thinking about it just yourself or thinking about it you and your partner you know so if it's just like let's just pretend it's just me my ideal situation is to be able to just travel to beaches in the summer you know and it could be east coast doesn't have to be like it can be 55 degree water 60 degree water doesn't have to be very cold but i do want to be able to just like do my northeast thing go to beaches in the summer and get my beach time in you know get my salt water in you know that kind of stuff and then the rest of it is kind of good how it is now like i like the idea of owning land and property that's kind of off-grid and just really nobody I mean, the idea of no one. So, wait, is... but your your ideal environment is northeast beaches in the summer, and then Vermont in the winter. Yeah, it's great. Okay, I love it. It's like very serene. But I I think what I'm getting at is like I kind of want to have a camp, right? It doesn't have to be much, but I want to have a camp somewhere that is isolated it could be hiking it, do it doesn't really matter too much like i'm not incredibly picky because i already have i have right now what i want i have this thing that i dream like i've told you this before but like one of my only like birthday requirements is that i'm near some sort of water like that's like a birthday requirement it doesn't have you to have, be like you birth have birthday requirements <laughs> my mom would always be like what do you want to do for your birthday and i'd be like well i don't know let's just like do something fun and what i found out is that i really enjoy either at the beach or being at the lake or being by a river or something like that and so quite often you know even like my birthday's in the summer so during the summer you do camping trips and you do stuff like that and so one of like the things that I always liked was just being by water. And so it just comes down to like, that's what makes me happy. It's really very simple. I'm very simple as a person when in, ter in terms of just like what I enjoy. And what I did was not really intentionally, I bought a house with a beautiful stream in the backyard that I can go in all summer long at any point. It's always beautiful. It's always cold. It's always clean. And I have a mountain view from my from my yard too, so I kind of am in this really like picturesque, gorgeous, perfect location right now. You know, I didn't mean to do it, but there's something about the scenery or the just being in nature thing that gives me a like a a comfort, and I know that about myself. 
what's what's your answer <laughs> to this question uh, uh i don't know i i'm not barbados huge, no i'm not a huge beach person but i like there's something to be said for warm blue waters it's really nice i like seafood mm-hmm. i yeah. mean I, I also like mountains and stuff I, it's if I could afford places in the state of California, there are probably plenty of places that I could just settle down and call it quits, you know? Yeah. Also, I, I've always liked the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah. But I, I think, I don't know, I think it's also like if I get to that point, if I'm still, hopefully I'm, I'm at the retirement age and, and being of when my parents retired because they just traveled for like, the next 20 years or whatever like that so i could get down with just having a place to live and then being on the road or in a plane for for as much of it as possible sure i mean that but, makes sense i mean obviously your cheery little fantasy world of you, you're living in your your perfect postcard right now i'm just trying to what i was trying to get to with that question was yeah, everybody's you know, you're all, everybody's hoping to get somewhere or, you know, be more comfortable or be more financially sound or like, so that's my, my main question was to lead to a hypothetical question that I, I remembered asking, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago to a bunch of people just as like a lark. But the more I think about it, it ties into, you know, more or less the, the conversations that we have here, especially the last time we recorded where we started talking about bacon and egg songs and, and music lyrics and stuff like that, which we never really finished the bacon and oh, egg yeah. songs. We got sidetracked. But well, that was my, the end of the show. I mean, that was just like right. we had we, to, we, we were at time anyway. I was I was just reading the Wikipedia on Deep Purple, so there's that. Um, oh, my God. Right. But uh, my, my hypothetical would-you-rather type question was – um, what if you could, you know, retire right now, be completely financially sound, never have to work another day in your life, never have to worry about anything, live in your perfect vacation spot, uh, be at your potentially, you, you know, your happiest, most relaxed, but the only song that you can ever hear again is 311's Amber. Yeah, I would never do that. And it's always playing. So like Amber is the color of your energy. Exact, yeah. Exactly. So it just becomes yeah. diegetic almost. Like whereas like you wake up in the morning and it's playing in your world. <laughs> this, is the, this is the nightmare version of like uh <laughs> And I was like I was Whoa And and then it went then I started thinking like it would still be the same lyrics and it would still be the same kind of uh, melody, but the, the speed and stuff, it could, you know, you could walk into a cafe and it could be like a Muzak version of it. You could oh. be in a Mexican restaurant and it could be like, like kind of like quinceanera to up and everything. So it, <laughs> it's just omnipresent everywhere you are. It, that's the one song that plays. So I already live in this world, and I I, I don't. I, this is because of who I am. Um, I I'm very sensitive to music, um, 
and I, I don't know how to describe that more than I'm very sensitive when it comes to music. I know, I know you're a very musically inclined person. You love music. What would be what would be your price if you if you could have like I, like anything? I don't know if it's money. I don't know if it's land. I don't know if it's immortality or fame or something. What would it cost to put you in a world that that's the only song you have the option of listening to? I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. You just couldn't do it. No, no, no. (laughs) This would include you, whenever you sit down to try to play music, you just play that song. (laughs) 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 You spend like 10 minutes tuning your guitar and you just start trying to sing and it just comes out 311's Amber. (laughs) No, like, okay, I don't, how do I even, how do I even start this? Okay. So in every other hypothetical ever on in the world, I would choose immortality. Choosing immortality in the world where you have to hear one song over and over, let alone be it fucking a song like 311's Amber, okay? Any world with any song could be the best song. It could be my favorite song in the world. I couldn't live in that world. Yeah, that's an excellent point. That's like a Twilight Zone monkey's paw type shit where it's like, ah, you have immortality, but the only song that exists is 311's Amber. <laughs> like, you did the, you did it. You made the, the argument for, okay, you have immortality. I know you want immortality. Now I've made it completely and utterly undesirable in every possible way. Because the 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 lore to immortality okay just as a as a as an aside is the ever-growing curiosity and well maybe it's just always kind of a constant but this 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 curiosity of mankind and of civilization okay and of earth and i think i'm starting to understand like it kind of makes sense that we die because it's kind of all the same and I can understand getting older and experiencing more life and getting to a point where you're like, all right, pff, I, I could be done with this now. And that's even aside from, that's mentally only. That's aside from the, the, the sadness of your body breaking down. Um, what it, but... So like yeah, I mean, when you're ever you're thinking about immortality and you know, the person who who lives a thousand years and knows everything, I've lived you know thirty seven years and there is shit that I completely don't remember that other people remember from those thirty seven years. Do you think being immortal would that it's inherently tied to well then you also have fantastic recall. Or do you think you would still be dealing like, yeah, you're immortal, but you don't really re- – everything past 40 years is kind of hazy. I think – Aside from like the big stuff, you know, oh, wars. We can, go, and, we can go so many places with this. There's – there's okay. I think that if you were if you were writing this out, like you're, you're outlining the concept of how to spend immortality – like your is how do I spend my immortal life? Okay, at some point, 
since you'd be completely rethinking, you know, how you deal with things. Because all of a sudden, things don't matter anymore. I mean, let's say, okay, two things. Are you mortal? Can you die from, like, a car accident still? Yeah, see, that's, hold on. <laughs> Had to adjust my, my, my cans, my headphones. Um, like, you can still die naturally. You're just, you, don't, you just won't die of old age or of, like, cancer or things like that. You won't die of natural causes, say, but yep. you can still drown. Like, you can still die by trauma. You can still mm-hmm. die by fire, mm-hmm. by violence. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not a, it's not a Highlander vampire situation. It's, it's, right. just, it's just a, like, you know, you can live forever, but you got to take care of yourself. You got to put your seatbelt on. It's basically like they, it's like, right, it's like they solve, it's like they solve aging, basically. Is, right. is what you're talking about and in that they solve like it's like a you know a gene that they can alter effectively um which i'm not fully convinced they don't already know considering they've been doing genetic mutating shit for the last fucking hundred years or so um, i mean i think I, th- I think it's it's an organic compound compound so it's gonna like the body it's it's gonna break down eventually so i don't think there's there's a, there's a finite amount of time that you can buy on this thing i think maybe i mean i feel like at some point you know not do that you, you can just re- yeah well do you think that physical physiological immortality is closer to being obtainable or downloading the human consciousness to be in a virtual immortality right i was gonna get there too um <laughs> well we got I, there together <laughs> I, I think um you know oh, this is tough dude Th- this gets, i mean this with, gets with, very... having, with having absolutely no actual scientific research to or reading to back us up on it what's your no. gut feeling when, when you think about it, do you think doctors are closer to making us live longer, or do you think computers are closer to allowing us to download our consciousness? Oh, it's definitely computers, but but we're, you know, I mean, I think those, those two things will maybe will come to a head at some point in the next couple hundred years. Um, I, I think there is some, like, I, I do have these, like, um, I guess like I call them fantasies, but like they're just like daydreams, sort of. And I do think about like here, here's the Lopez daydream. You're gonna love this. You're you're gonna you're gonna love this. I dream about like some sort of like apocalyptic world where they bring me back, and like they like looked up in a computer where I was, and they need to like know about like Vermont or something. Who is that? And they call it. I don't know someone in the future who just needs me for some reason but they like can they can like extract my consciousness and bring me back this is like a this is like a I don't know if it's like stems from like a a dream but it's like some sort of like dream fantasy thing that definitely reoccurs in my mind is this crazy it's it's (laughs) I've I've never I get I I drive a lot so my mind wanders and I daydream a lot I've never daydreamed where it's the future post-apocalyptic times and somebody needs tourism information about Vermont 
so that they they download my consciousness because somewhere in the annals of mankind it's like written down that i know something about it yeah no it's like this thing where like they don't know anything like maybe earth has been abandoned for a thousand years why i don't you know though? because it's I'm your fantasy here. No, because they they have like yeah, I mean obviously, but like they have like they're they're like in the area for some reason. They like land here and they they're need to know. Your, they're they're in your neighborhoods. So they looked you up. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So then, how does that how does that finish? How does that run out then? What what happens? It's basically um, you're basically it's an Encino Man Mad Max mashup. I don't know any of these movies. <laughs> you don't know Encino Man? No. All right. And you, Mad you, Max is the one with the weird. It is Mad Maxy because I know about the cars. They have right. the like weird so cars. You're, you're familiar with Mad Max, but basically, Encino Man is Brendan Fraser is a caveman who's out hunting wildebeest or whatever like that, and he falls during an earthquake and gets frozen in time, and then he def- defrosts in Sean Astin's backyard. When Sean Astin tries to dig a pool, he finds him. Spoilers in in mod in modern. Well, it's, that's the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, okay. So then Brendan Fraser, uh, Sean Astin, and Pauly Shore go on some antics. Wow! Remember when we tried to do the movie podcast? Well, I think um, we basically just summed up the movie podcast right there. <laughs> that was the movie podcast. Um, so yeah. So wait, let me just say in my yeah, how does dream it run its course, sequence man? in my dream sequence. For some reason, they need to get from A to B, but there's no fuel left on the planet, and there's no anything. But I find an old Mercedes, and I teach them how to how to use it. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> I think that's like the thing in my mind that's so amazing is just like it 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 stems from this idea that we will run out of fuel at some point, and it's like. There just won't be any fossil fuels left. Well, it's but it's, but you will still. It hinges on one of the one of your biggest talking points is like you totally know, cars and and you know reusable energy and whatnot. So that is it actually a dream or is it just kind of a day, daydream? Like you catch yourself thinking about a scenario for too long. At this point, I don't know the difference between them. Like I've had enough. I'm a, I, I am the person who has recurring dreams, so I have there was one that came up the other day and I didn't write it down, but I, it was the first time I remembered it. And I've been having this dream for years. Like, I mean, maybe 10 years because it was so crazy. I was driving to work and it just, it like flooded my brain and I was, you know, dazed out enough driving that I put myself into subconscious Andy sleeping brain and I like remembered this whole sequence of the dream that I had had the night before, and it made me rem- like it made me it gave me a feeling that it had been like I don't know how to describe it. It's just like I know I've been having that dream for a long time. Now I don't know if you know. I don't know how time works in dreams. Someone can tell me. I have no fucking idea how it works. But it just felt like so comfortably familiar. Like I just knew every bit of the dream. And then 
something happened on the road and it snapped me out of it and I couldn't remember it in you know five minutes later and I was just like all right I'm done with that <laughs> you know <laughs> but like the the apocalyptic you know whatever it is aliens come down they download my consciousness and they put me into like a you know like a, a robot body or something and I'm able to like totally just picture myself as me a human and it's just like they're just like yeah that's we can just do that we can have you recreate your own persona for yourself so you you feel comfortable being you and then you can take us to the mercedes that's in newt's backyard so that you can get it running for us so we can drive to california (laughs) so it's aliens or whatever and and they put you you in a robot, but your your id your psyche you still project that you're human because you're you've always known existence to be human. Is this the show? <laughs> I, this is where we ended up. Can I tell you? I I don't want to get too far from this revelation, but can I tell you about a dream I had two nights ago? Yeah. I woke up. You ever wake up from a dream and just like your your mood is just fouled up? You're just pissed off. Like you just start your day off bad because of a shitty dream. Very, very rarely. I mean, okay. one it's, in one in a hundred and like one in a thousand nights, maybe. It, it happens to me a, you know, a, f- a few times a year or whatever like that. And it's, and it's usually something like huge where it's like, oh, that's a person I didn't even know, and for some reason we were fighting or something like that. I woke up in a pretty <laughs> shitty, pretty shitty mood from the most mundane dream I think I've ever had. In the dream, huh. I was a Best Buy employee. I had the blue shirt on. I was standing oh, around Jesus. in the TV section with like a lanyard on, and the, for the duration of the dream, which felt like it was like forty minutes, but like you said, we don't know how time works in dreams. I was in an argument with a customer. Because the customer wanted to buy a TV that was on display, but the price that he was quoting was on the wrong placard. The placard, somebody had moved it and put it in front of the t- that TV. And I was trying to explain to him that the price on that, the price and model on that placard did not match the TV that he was looking at. And he just wouldn't comprehend what I was saying to him. And I tried <laughs> my hardest to be accommodating and everything. And it was a nightmare. It was my worst nightmare. Uh, <laughs> that that is 100% a dream only you could have. That is amazing. But I woke, I woke up at like quarter to five, and I was just like, ugh. Right. <laughs> and, I, and just kind of sat there and waited to go to my job. Oh, my God. Best Buy. Right? my god i i I mean i i think that's like that kind of tells us a lot about your personality right and it's just like your actual worst nightmare is just having a situation where you have some like fucking asshole just like who has you in a position where they have power but the power is fake and you you know have to deal with like a social situation you know navigating a social situation where the guy's like making it fucking horrible for you i think that's just like i mean customer service is a nightmare it's a nightmare for anyone it's funny because i i i like anyone aside from you (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think customer service is what it is. You just like you oh be my honest God. and whatever. There's so at the Starbucks near my house that I stop at on the weekends when I like I take uh, laid out for a long walk in the morning before anyone else is up. So like we hmm. usually go like you know for an hour, hour and a half or whatever like that. Just wander around. So we stop at Starbucks and I get a coffee. Because there's a walk-up window, and I walk up to the right. window with my mask on, and there is this guy who works at this Starbucks who is the chattiest fucking oh, guy man. in the world. Like, we'll chit-chat with everyone. If we go through the drive through he tries to talk to Marisa about her tattoos. If I go up to the window, he's talking to me about the community college in Northridge. He talks oh, about man. everything. He So this day, I go up. I you know I I be accommodating and stuff. He likes my dog. He never remembers my name. He asks me every time. Every time he asks me, he's like, "Remind me your name again," and I'm like, uh, "Andrew." He asked me every time. I was like, "Just don't say remind me your name. Just ask me what my name is. You don't have to pretend like you're supposed to know my name." <laughs> um, and then he's but he like, wants to learn it. He's like, "Oh, what's your dog's name?" I was like, "Oh, this is Lita or Leda rather," and he goes, <laughs> "He goes, oh, all right. Uh, I I have a dog too. I rescue her." Uh, but but she actually rescued me. Like like it, she like he like talked in like the bumper sticker. You know, it's like the, the uh, rescue dogs don't rescue you. So I step off to the side and wait for my coffee. And that was like you know just a normal everyday conversation I had with this. My God. I stand there and another person walks up. He doesn't have a mask. He's a younger kid and he's just covering his mouth with his fleece or whatever like that. And the guy at Starbucks goes, "I got you, man." And he he hands him a box of like disposable masks for customers. And he takes one, and he puts it on, and the the conversation or whatever I witnessed between these two people was the it was it was alarming. But I I, I barely remember it now. But I remember some of the finer points of it was uh, the the kid. I'm pretty sure the kid was on drugs or something like like hard drugs, like street like he was a street kid on drugs, and okay. he's like. He has a phone that he won't let the screen die on because he's going to pay with his Starbucks app. But the fact that he won't let his screen die makes me think that it's not his phone. And he's been oh keeping it God. on since, like, from wherever he walked from or wherever he found the phone. Oh, my and he, God. He, he orders a drink, and like a really weird caramel frappuccino, super sugary, super calorie thing. And the guy's like, do you want to make it a vente for 50 cents more? And the kid really thinks about it he's like oh 50 cents it's only 50 cents yeah yeah why not let's do it he goes all right what's your name and he asks him what's his name and he freezes and he he doesn't say his name and he looks at his phone and he goes thomas it's right there on the phone <laughs> what he shows him the phone and he goes through some sort of pay- there was another step of, of talking about the payment method or something like that but i, I can't remember that he scans the phone the kid puts the phone away and he turns his back. He's got a Jansport backpack on with with bananas, a bunch of like banana cartoon images on the Jansport thing. Like a Hawaiian shirt, but a backpack. Oh my god. And the uh, the coffee guy goes, Oh, I like your backpack. That's really cool. He goes, Thanks. He's like, My roommate, he he always says, like, before I go work out, go to the gym or anything like, just have a banana. I should just have a banana before I go to the gym. And it's supposed to like take care of you. And the kid with the glazed over eyes and the backpack is just like, oh, okay. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, it's it's really bizarre. This the the, the like the energy that he has to chit chat with people and he's been work it's not like he's new there and he's like fresh eyed and ready to go. He's been there for probably the entire pandemic. And he you know, just won't die. Like his spirit won't die. I mean, there are people like that, dude. I don't know. It's I mean, it's just not like I understand that that's like I mean, you're, what you're telling me sounds awful. I, I'm glad I don't have to experience it. it also, next cr- time you see that, like, I, I I should have. Ah, I was gonna write it. You down, videotape. You videotape we, that. Next we were time. doing. That's... We were doing so well with like doing every week recordings and stuff. I was like, oh, we'll record in like two days. This will be fresh in my memory. But it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, we had so much pent up from that one recording. Yep. I would have um, done. I thought. I thought about doing a couple different sessions, but it was just like it was before we even released. It was before the two episodes, and I yeah. was like, "Shit, I could do. I could do another two right now." Yeah. But that's just how this is. It was like you know the. Uh, <laughs> it's just whatever the timeline is so funny. Um, I I also had. I also had things I wanted to podcast about immediately that were it's it's one of those things that's like when it happens and you're excited about it it's like as if we should just pause our lives and talk about it right then and there because the energy's there for it like you not that you lose the energy but after you've told I mean if you're me right I've told the story to like seven people already so telling it to you the eighth time is like fine but you don't get the fervor of the first time telling. So, um, dude, the the wow. How did we get here? Oh, right. We started with how I would like to retire, and that got into insane dream sequences and shit. And then I let you into my inner chamber of secrets about how I'm going to save the world with a Mercedes-Benz in the year 2030. Or 2030? I was going to say 3020, but I said okay. 2030. 2030, man. That's, that's not a very optimistic away. look. <laughs> 3020. Uh, makes more sense. Anyway. Dude. Um, yeah. Ever since we started talking about, I mean, we've been talking about it for at least a year or so, about electric cars and EVs and, and all sorts of regenerative power and everything, all I see now is is news on electric cars and shit like that. Uh-huh. Did, you, did you see the thing a few weeks ago about the massless batteries, structural batteries? No. Where it's basically, like, I'm trying to find it right now, but this is one of the things that I wish I'd written down, where it's basically the, you know, the biggest part of the weight of a electric car is like the batteries, basically the sled that, that holds the batteries. So in yeah. this scenario, the, the all aspects of the car become battery. So the frame, the, the all the rigid parts that you're building from the actual car, it's a structural battery. Wow. So they're they've improved on it. Like they started doing it in like 2007 or something like that. But they've got, they reached some benchmarks or something the other the other week that they were all really happy about huh the new battery it's... has a negative electrode electrode made of carbon fiber and a positive electrode made of lithium iron phosphate coated aluminum foil 
They are separated mm-hmm. by fiberglass fabric and an electrolyte matrix. Despite the, their success in creating a structural battery 10 times better than all previous ones, the researchers oh. did not choose the materials to try and break re- records. Rather, they wanted to investigate and understand the effects of material architecture and separator thickness. So I, I wish they would say battery could reach an energy density of 75 watts per kilogram and a stiffness of 75 GPA. This would make the battery about as strong as aluminum, but without with a comparatively much lower weight. Wow. So thinking about that is, I mean, it never, it never really dawns on you that maybe you just make the frame into a battery, you know? No, that is not a thought I would have had at all. That's it's ridiculous. a, uh, it's, it's a paradigm shift, I think it's called. Yeah, I mean, you're try you're you're really you're reinventing everything at that point. So then you start viewing all the problems completely differently, and you probably find different solutions. Totally, I think totally. I think that's a good idea. So you gave me the intro to the segue pretty solidly here, and I don't know if you meant to, because did I tell you about this? The um, the electric there was, car. Th- there was something you were supposed to tell me weeks ago that you said this is all for podcast and i can't remember so, what so so i i don't want to say like i went like over the top on this but i kind of did and i just like went after it like i basically what i did was i like just started making a tweet and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I- I'm going to tweet Bernie Sanders and all of the, <laughs> like, all of our congressmen. <laughs> and ask them why it costs more money in Vermont to register an electric vehicle. And I had just come off of this, like, listening to this show where they were talking about the the psychological barriers when it comes to money and the slightest psychological barrier will stop you from doing something like the right thing right like the difference between paying four dollars for something or paying 3.99 for something yeah, it's actually even worse than that but I mean yes I, exactly that was just an example it's like how I was watching that thing on uh, solar tax credits and everything, and California is essentially changing from uh, 10% to 9% in the next two years or something, and they think it's going to dramatically decrease the amount of people who are interested in doing it. Yeah, they already have numbers on that. It's The number is half. It cuts the number in half. So that happened in, in uh, Utah. And they had it's exactly what it was. It was the solar, um, the net metering went from 10 cents per kilowatt hour being paid back to nine cents per kilowatt hour. And in that year that they changed it, the number of people who were getting, and Utah has such a crazy high number of solar panel, solar panels installed on homes, it cut the, it cut the new programs in, in half, basically. So it's like 
it's one of those really stupid things that like you should do it anyway but you just feel slighted by the fact that you know you're not getting as much as people were once getting and so you're just like fuck it i'm not gonna do it at all i don't i didn't didn't want to do it i can't even even get as much money yeah exactly and you just like people just don't do the math if you did the math out you'd be like it's exactly up the same alley as when we were talking about like how they don't offer like actively offer rebates or make it easy for people to to rebate around like they there are so many smart little tricks that they're, they're able to pay their 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 think tanks to come up with that just kind of put the great public at a greater disadvantage. Right. So let me tell you what what happened. I was on – first of all, I was talking to – this hap, This happened a few different times because I asked a couple people to. Um, but basically – on the Vermont Department of Motor Vehicle website, <clears throat> it said cars, trucks, etc., vehicle classification. You have these like this chart, right? It tells you auto, renew for one year, seventy-six dollars. Renew for two years, one hundred and forty dollars. So, if you do your math right, you realize you save a little bit of money by registering for a two-year reg, right? Not much, but you save a little bit. The top chart, like in your like Excel spreadsheet kind of system, right? It says gas or diesel, and then the next column it says other fuel. So everyone I spoke to, everyone was like, that's crazy. I didn't realize that Vermont's charging so much more money for a registration for an electric vehicle because the difference is $76 versus $132. So some quick math on that is a 73% increase for electric power vehicles. So I took this screenshot and I screenshotted it to a bunch of people and boy did I get answers. But I didn't get answers fast enough. It was like two or three days of lingering eventually i get a tweet back from vermont dmv and it's so funny because they were snarky to me vermont dmv says generally the fastest way to fix or clear up confusion on our website is to simply reach out to us directly so instead what i did after like two days of not getting information i actually just emailed my congressman and he's like my neighbor so i emailed him this whole long thing and I was just like, this is bad because we can't charge people more money for electric vehicles because if we do that, that basically de- you know, disincentivizes people. Is it disincentivize or de-incentivize? de-incentivize? Anyway, it basically is just it makes it so people just will think twice about buying an electric car. And I'm like, that's really bad. And it was like I had seen this like uh, I had seen this recently. And it like went in and out of my head and I was like, that can't be true. And then my boss was like, holy shit, I can't believe they're charging more money for electric vehicles. I'm like, no, they can't do that. And it like, it got me worried. And, you know, it's not like I have a direct line to call DMV. You call DMV, you get put in a queue and you're just like, so the, 
it's funny for them saying like just reach out directly okay that's not gonna happen like i'm not gonna just get in a phone call queue and wait for all the registration people so i can ask you a stupid question to clarify your website when it looks clear already to me and it looks clear that other fuel is electric well what i did was emailed um mr westman congressman westman and this guy's the best super all these republicans up here in vermont are like crazy old school like 60s 70s republicans who like want to save the planet and it's it's just not a breed of people that exist anymore in america and they're pretty angry about it and they're pretty angry about you know they're they're pretty they're always there to remind you that that's not what they're about they're not about like trumpism they're like not even fucking close to that so which is like a reason why i like our current governor um in vermont who's also a republican because he's like a normal person anyway he so the senator um emails me back after having he just goes to the top he goes to the head of dmv and like has like a normal email back and forth with them and the guy's like and oh and then forwards that entire conversation to me so i just have the entire conversation between two public officials basically and he's basically like i don't know what this guy's fucking talking about like it's less money and so they have this back and forth and by the end of the day <clears throat> and i'll send you the i'll send you the picture or i already did or i did not maybe i'll post the picture to our instagram how about that by the end of the day the department of motor vehicle website had changed okay just the first thing you see when you look at registration fees is auto and it goes renew for one year and then it says gas or diesel and then there's a new column that says electric and then it says other fuel so they just added an entire column because i bitched about it <laughs> so only in vermont okay can you email your you know congressman and that same day get the department of motor vehicle website to change to clarify you know for you and everybody else that no actually they're doing the right thing we've been doing the right thing the entire time don't worry uh you know um have faith in us but the problem is i didn't have faith because it looked like they were charging us more so yeah so are they it the whole time it was two dollars less it was 74 dollars instead of 76 dollars per for one year okay can i just say yeah the fact that you were complaining about how long you would have to wait on the phone with your DMV. I looked up the Vermont <laughs> population is what about six hundred twenty-three thousand. Yeah, I usually say six thirty, but yeah, there are six hundred thirty thousand people in the entire state of Vermont. Yep, there are three point seven nine million in the city of Los Angeles. Oh, we ha- yeah. We we have DMVs two blocks away, and you can't get everything you need done at one certain DMV, so you have to make appointments at other DMVs to get things done. 
certain ones do certain ones do like uh you know licenses and everything certain ones handle fucking take like it's the most insane frustrating system in the world i mean and all the DMVs fact that after you're after you're complaining about waiting in line and waiting on on the phone and stuff you tweeted at them got a reply and then they changed the website and the whatever forms they needed to do there's nothing Completely. going on. There's nothing going on at the Vermont DMV. It's probably the best place in the world to work. It's not. Uh, we, let's not get into the DMV conversation just yet. If you want to go there, we can. Um, Marcy, I don't. I don't want to go to the DMV ever. So, drive you, elect when yeah. when I had to when I had to renew and get my first California driver's license after my new york one lapsed uh all right uh i took the test i had to take a written test because it had been so long since i hadn't and i'm pretty certain i didn't get all of them right to pass and the lady just passed me she wasn't wasn't dealing with it so i effectively failed the written exam you do you think that you you failed it because it had been too long i think i failed it because of the wording of the questions and it's i've gotten to a point where i've just given up on being a good test taker in general i Mm -hmm. get so i hate tests i i overthink them so much right i like to take my time and i like all of my answers to be correct so i think i outthought myself on it Interestingly this... enough, my, my, my gun test, I got everything except one question right. So, so is, this, is this the underlying detail about you and I that actually like makes us really like compatible friends? Is that we're both horrible test takers and we're both slow at, test, at taking tests? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we probably would be in the same, the same boat. The last two people uh, filling in fucking uh, Scantron bubbles. I was, dude. I was always one of the last people, not the last, but like I was always within the last like five people taking a test. Whenever we took tests that were like standardized and really big, always. I always, always. I always liked like uh, essays more than fucking like I, I could handle a comprehension or a reading comprehension and an essay test, the blue books, a lot easier than I could multiple choices yeah me too it was always multiple choices just give me anxiety today like i can't even choose what i want for dinner you know it's totally totally i i mean i i don't really get anxiety but i understand that um i do understand that um let me just read you what the response was here i i didn't hit the i didn't quite hit the punchline i did because obviously the punchline is that vermont changed the website because i bitched about it because one person complained drive electric vermont is this organization i didn't know about before this whole thing and they're clearly like i don't know um scanning for tweets related to this stuff or whatever or someone Oh, that makes more sense. Probably Peter Welsh or Bernie Sanders, one of a person on their team probably like alerted them and were, they were like, "Can you like answer this for this person?" 
So you, you think Bernie uh, pulled pulled your number? It was someone from their team because I tweeted at Bernie Sanders and at Peter Welsh. Um, so it's interesting. Drive Electric Vermont said to me, and this is just kind of like how this is funny or whatever. Hi, we checked with Vermont DMV and they confirmed all electric vehicles are $74 per year and registration uh, for registration fees. That's $2 less for gas or diesel. This appears as auto electric powered further down on the list on the page you mentioned. Okay. Then they show a screenshot. There's a problem with where it was before. And it was not with automobiles. So it is in the section, and I'll send this to you so you can see it. It's in the section titled Antique Motorcycles, Trailers, Etc. So the first thing on the list is auto, antique, limited use. And then there's auto, electric powered. And it's under, okay the tab that says other fuel so it still is they're still considering it other fuel right because it's not gas or diesel but my original complaint was that it showed other fuel as just like a generic thing whereas do you see my issue is like they just need to either spell it out, which they then figured out they needed to and did, or they need to, you know, I guess spell it out in the other way too. Like say that you mean other fuel, you mean like, I guess, LP? Like what do you mean by other like fuel? Bi- biodiesel or ethanol? No, that's E85? diesel. No, E85? that's gas. E85 is still considered gasoline. Solar. That's my point. My point was that it made no fucking sense. So, um, or leaded. People still driving leaded Model Ts around. That is not legal. <laughs> so, anyway, that was my my shitstorm of tweets and shit, and then the passive aggressive text or uh, tweet that I got back from Vermont DMV. Generally, the fastest way to fix or clear up confusion is to simply reach out to us directly. Thanks, Vermont DMV. Go to 
Something 